Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to another episode of Slaying Your Lane, the podcast. Um, Elizabeth just made a very, very good point. Um, what was it that you said earlier? That, that we never introduced ourselves to this because, and then you said because we think we're the tea. People we we the think tea. we're tea? <laughs> <laughs> the arrogance, the egotism. We're just like, hi, so you already know. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so, if you're tuning in. <laughs> which y'all are, like, no, we need to allow it. So sorry about that, guys, because obviously, yes, you, you might not know who we are. So my name's Yomi Adeg, okay? Um, I'm a journalist and co-author of a book called Slaying Your Lane and co-host of this podcast, Elizabeth. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Elizabeth Yvette-Benene and I'm the co-author of Slaying Your Lane and the co-host of this podcast. Thanks for listening. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, okay, we're done. No. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So what a week this... Is it what is it what a year this week has been? Um... I think that when we were like, you know, thinking about, you know, recording this, it's just a very like heavy week um, for a lot of black people at the moment. Um, and and uh, I think for the world at the moment, it feels as if like the world is on fire. But I think as the internet is showing, it's been on fire for a long time um, with things around police brutality, um, white supremacy in various forms, um, in all its forms, um, from microaggressions to literally like, you know, the whole Karen thing. It feels as if like, yeah, a, a world where everyone's just essentially just speaking up and speaking out um, in all its forms. So yeah, um, what are your, um, what are your thoughts on me? I know that we've obviously had loads of conversations um, at the moment. Um, how are you feeling um, about, you know, today's Wednesday? Um, you know, we've had like protests and all of this, that sort of stuff. So yeah, what are your thoughts on me on everything that's happening? Like, as you said, I think one of the most important things you just said is that like, the world has always been on fire. It's like, it's like, I really feel like it's a I'm I'm looking at two different like um like realities where there are people who have been sort of saying like you know we are we are burning we are on fire like can you can you literally like smell the like flipping burning of the of the world and then there's other people who've just like kind of belatedly been like oh what's that smell is there some smoke when it's like we we've been screaming this at the top of our lungs for years um even and this is the thing like it, it's difficult because like at the same time you can't I don't know, like, one thing that I guess I've been trying to process is, like, I understand, like, is the different reactions, I guess. Because, like, as you said, like, I think especially with our work and with the work of a lot of, um, a lot of people that sort of spend their time sort of talking and writing about racism in all its forms, whether that be, as you said, from, like, microaggressions all the way to, like, state-sanctioned murder. Like, we obviously have known about, known this and also lived it. So there's that but then there's also kind of I suppose a, a, how do I put it like there's also I guess trying to contend with something that you've always known has happened and has been your existence trying to contend with that becoming like kind of part of somebody else's psyche and them kind of realizing okay today on like you know June or whatever I'm deciding to like finally talk about this and trying to understand often where that comes from whether that comes from a genuine changed perspective and understanding that wasn't there when Trayvon Martin died for some reason that wasn't there when um Eric Garner was killed wasn't there when um for some reason when Tamir Rice who I believe was 12 when he died wasn't there when Sandra Sandra Bland died wasn't there in the UK here when Rashawn Charles Mm. was killed um when Sarah Reed was killed when you know Senny Lewis was killed like what's y- different about t- this time this this is what I'm trying to work out because I'm like for like for us and when I say us I mean anybody that has collectively spent time trying to either highlight instances of racism or do their best to dismantle it as a system 
it is it is hard not to be galvanized but also exhausted because the kind of the kind of discussion that we're having right now is surprising to me when i'm seeing people that i've worked with in newsrooms there have been various instances where you know over the past decade there have been instances of police brutality there have been various instances of state sanctioned murder in the states over here and again not just at the hands of police brutality because i think that's another thing that we need to discuss as well belly majinga and trevor bell were both killed by being spat at and catching coronavirus and that is like systemic racism that has led to murder and these are instances that you know it's very interesting to see how like i've worked in newsrooms and you know these things have obviously made the news and it's fascinating to watch people that i've worked with post about stuff like this for the first time as if Mm. this is the first time they're becoming aware of it because i know firsthand it's not because we've we've been in the newsroom we've we've been pitching the stories like what is it as you said about this time and 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 i'm and i'm you know what to be honest i don't care if like it's belated but it works i i honestly don't care if it's okay you guys just care now but you actually care what i can't cope with is if it's we weren't tweeting about trayvon martin because the climate didn't require cancellation if we didn't tweet about tamir's rice's death then we wouldn't have been cancelled we wouldn't have been as a you know these brands if, if we didn't talk about um you know the passing of sandra bland bland sorry we wouldn't have been called out we you know if jack if it, back in the day jackie anar wasn't in the position that she is now where she holds that real power um to be able to call these brands to account so therefore back in the day when she wasn't there to call them to account call them to account they were happy to be silent on these issues and i think that's what i can't contend with if it's the the the, the climate that we're in that means that we must have more responses rather than actual change that's those are my initial thoughts we've obviously said we've spoken about it a lot but i know you've got a lot to say and especially about brand involvement i agree with you and um on the I think that's that. That's the point. I'm trying to work out. It does feel different. It feels personal and it feels like global at the same time. Um, and I think that is the hardest thing about um, racism. Like and the like and as a black person having to live. This is our everyday experiences. That is almost feels as if like the whole world for the first time is acknowledging. And it's a weird like therapy session that I'm seeing online. And like it is it's a thin line. And um, and as you, as you said with like brands speaking out and what does that mean and like why does that feel different? And if I'm honest. As someone who works in advertising um, and has worked in, in marketing for, for for all of my life before I wrote um, co-wrote you know Staying Lane, I have to be so and obviously I have to be so honest. Brands love black culture; they love it. Everything that is everything that's determined to be cool in advertising and cool in brands and all these meetings that from you know I've sat in meetings with Nike like f- to literally like other brands like trust me everything that's a ter- everything and we know this we know black we know culture is 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 black culture like we, we know this but I'm very like cynical because obviously that's my industry but I'm also cynical because like we we can't we can't, it's up, it's everybody, it's up, it's, it's up to everybody to decide how they want to hold some, like, you know, your favourite brand to account. But for me, if you're going to tweet a square, a black square, or tweet, you know, Black Lives Matter and how, how important it is to you, you also have to also acknowledge what what is going on in your company on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, from nine Speak to five. Like, that is really, that is the everyday racism that leads to, like some of the bullshit that was like we like we see on a global scale, um, and I think black brands care about black culture. They don't care about black lives, and I, there's a distinction to be made between the two. And I think that I, if you have an expectation for your favorite brand to tweet, I support Black Lives Matter, you should have an expectation that they are also writing a letter to their governor to the mp to their like to to a politician like a tweet doesn't mean anything to me from a brand point of view i want to see who i want like i i'm seeing brands who have had you know awful records around um awful awful records around you know um everyday racism within their companies tweet and and you know be very public with their support and it just doesn't make sense to me and i think that is the real issue like we all know 
black culture sells. Black people, in my opinion, don't have enough equity in black culture. So we're looking to brands and holding them account because they are the ones who have the, the, the equity that get to cash in every day on our lived experiences and, and you know, and churn it out in ads and, and cool products and, cool, and, and, and services. But at the end of the day, if like, you know, a black girl is crying in your office um, because of how she's been treated, um, then it doesn't make sense to me. So we need to make the distinction as a brand, do you care about black culture? Most of them do. We all know that. But yeah. we can't. do we expect them to care about black lives? That is yeah. a distinction that we have to make. And we want them to care about black lives. But is a, is a tweet, for me, going to be enough? No. And I think Give that's us your just money. the... Yeah. And it, yeah, exactly. Facts. Give us your money. I know Glossier. Back some tea. Glossier did, uh, I think they, they pledged like, you know, 500,000. Um, mm. Money's obviously... I think that's the thing. It all goes back to capitalism. Like, I don't know what, like how you feel because like with... People, I know that situation with what's his name, the is it the Virgil Abloh, it's become mm. a running joke now. Like 50 50. Oh, I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it two Virgils, but instead of saying yeah. I'm gonna keep it 100, <laughs> like, it's actually black crazy. People. No one is funnier than black people. <laughs> no. Man said, I'm gonna keep it two Virgils. Honestly. I nearly died. You're a hundred, mate. That was like panel level, like. Wow, I was just like, this is so true. <laughs> As we said, maybe we really do need to like recruit a hater to just like disagree because we're just gonna this whole podcast will be for us going oh my god that's right yeah that's true because that was just mm. so perfect and obviously i know like your cynicism like in terms of like brands and stuff like it's because you are an expert in that field like you you know that's the thing like i think it's very easy for people especially because of how social media works and how we kind of like internalize like you know how do i put it like because of how social media works yeah it's very easy for people for a brand to say you know we like care about this thing and then for us to get caught up and wrapped up in that and sort of say like start you know thanking a conglomerate like like, like thanking a whole like a whole unhuman like pr constructed response from mm. you know some some can i even say some one poly something some, and, and, yeah. and and looking at it like it like because we are so lost in terms of who we believe our leaders are, that we look to brands, click, 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 pitch click, influencers, click, click. yeah, oh and my celebrities. God. So we're oh. now looking at Nike. No, Polly. When Nike, sorry guys, I'm, yeah, as I think I've explained in the first episode, sometimes I call Elizabeth Polly. It's her nickname. But Polly, when they came to do Nike and. Adidas. Adidas link up daddy and they thought they swore that was a mic drop that's when I said God we are devoid of leaders like this mm. is scary <laughs> that we truly believe that these two brands that are collaborating like someone even said you know it's serious when Nike and Adidas put their differences aside these aren't even human beings you're talking like it's the blood and crypts bruv like they've come to they've come Bam. to show out like you, the, the, the bottom line as you always say the bottom line is the bottom line like do you know, they do you know, don't the want to line... get cancelled so, sorry to, to interrupt, but you're, Go ahead, you're right. Go ahead, mate, it's a podcast. Line... We've got, we got to do it, girl. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is the bottom line. And I, I don't know why. One of my favourite Drake lyrics, yeah, is so long as the outcome is income. Because when I'm seeing so much <laughs> stuff going on... You say that all on, the time. I say it all the time. Because I see so... It helps me regulate what I put my energy to sometimes mm -hmm. in an everyday basis. Because in terms of this whole, like, weird internet culture that we live in and call-out mm -hmm. culture and council culture and all of that sort of stuff. But it also helps me see through the bullshit. See through... So what's what and who is who is who is basically just performing dancing for us now dance boy dance that's basically who and wants dancing, to dance why why are they dancing because they weren't dancing before why were they why were they saying it why are they suddenly so invested as if the, and this is the crazy thing we are looking at brands that hold such serious power in terms of culturally in terms of capital most importantly yeah these people yeah had the ability to call these things out in so many various ways before they had the money to but they also had the power in terms of who th what those brands are like do you think anybody like what so if mcdonald's back in like d the flipping 90s or, or how many other years ago had said yeah black lives matter do you think what they're gonna lose any money like they could have been saying this now mm. it's the fact that they think oh okay crap we're gonna alienate because you know suddenly we're in a position where you know it's actually more alienating if you don't comment on these injustices and atrocities. Now, yeah. suddenly they found their mouths. And, and it's kind of like, it's, it's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of when I see like, you know, 
feminist, in fact, commas, like feminist, like um, publications and writers that have been in the industry for a very long time that then say, yeah, here's my, here's my new feminist platform. Here's my new feminist thing. And I'm like, but you have held positions in this industry for such a long time that if you gave a shit about what, about women at all, if you gave a shit about diversity at all, if you gave a shit about anything, the LGBT Q plus community at all. You, if you were an editor of a publication, how many years ago you could have made sure that there were diverse covers. You could have made sure that black black women were hired. You could have made sure that minority voices were uplifted. But you only chose to start doing so in two thousand and fifteen, when that shit started um, being acknowledged as a viable and and in fact illustrious form of income. Oh, like that, that's that's interesting. Do you get what I'm saying? Like like it, yeah. it's, we can't we can't get lost. I think that's the thing is that we get we are so devoid. I wouldn't let me not even let me rephrase that. We are not devoid of leaders at all. We just we just don't know who they are offline, and that is that is what hey. me off because exactly. they're out here. And I don't I don't claim to you know me anyway. Like I don't even claim that like i i'm out here on some like activist tip at all but i'm long in the tooth in this i have been writing about blackness and being a black woman on the internet let me tell you something before it was cool to do so i don't know it sounds like oh what, what do you mean is it cool to do so now well before publications even saw value in this thing i tried to split mm. and start a publication to have those conversations because people didn't give a shit not as in black people didn't give a shit i'm talking publications mainstream publications did not give a shit so to to, to stand here and act as if like i i know that there is there are leaders online inverted commas and then there are people that have their boots on the ground that like as an actual activists that are out here, which I would never claim to be one of at all, but I'm talking people that are truly out here in terms of when Mark Duggan was killed, that were, they're the people that were on the front line. And, and, and there are people that have been trying to build up things for the community in so many different ways for years. And I think what really stresses me out is there is such a focus on online voices mm. that, uh, that where, where it's so easy to kind of, especially in this climate. I remember when it wasn't easy to talk about, like, like I'm not even saying it's easy to talk about race now because it's not, but I remember when it was like impossible to talk about race in a particular way in mainstream publications. It was almost impossible. Like it was hard. Yeah. There are people that, you know, like fully shout out to like Maya at The Guardian, shout out to Joseph Hargold that like literally gave me my like first bylines to be able to talk about things that matter to me because th these weren't easily won battles. We, we really had to like try to get our voices out there in terms of certain things. But it's very stressful to see that like people who are out here in the street doing their things, boots on the ground, it's like their work is considered less valuable than those that make the most noise online. And I'm not saying that yeah. making noise online isn't valuable, but what I'm saying is it's it, this is how we've birthed people like, for instance, Sean King, who everyone now, you know that activist, Sean King, the American yeah. one. Everyone's so annoyed at him. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. he's not about it. But it's because you guys don't know where your leaders live. You don't know yeah. where they are. You don't support them. You don't support them financially. You don't support them in any way. You go on the internet, you look for, for influencers in, 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 and false prophets to lead you. And then you mm. get, and then, and brands, you're, you you can't, you don't know where to turn unless Mike says something about this atrocity. And ah. then you're confused. Do you know what I mean? Then you're confused. If Netflix don't say, if Netflix don't say something. If Netflix don't say something, then you're rattled when you, when they, when they turn out to be like Sean King, because you, you haven't, the people who have been doing this tireless work, you, you don't know what they're saying. You don't know where they are because yeah. you don't care. And I think for me as well, personally, I think what I've just, I was looking at all these little tweets, all these things and things like that. And I was just thinking to myself, why is your entry point police brutality, state sanctioned mur murder to a black man? If all these, all these brands, businesses, like it's my, the thing is, it's my job. Like it's my job to like, to, to, to create this, to create this, like not in terms of like what's going on now in terms of tweets and stuff, but create ads for, for, and create marketing and things like that. So I, I'm thinking to myself, why is your entry point as a brand that wants to tackle real racism? Ooh. Police brutality. Because do you know what My it leads God. to? It leads to pretty little thing and that thing that they thought was right. And that like, pretty little that mess that they... That, oh my God, pretty God. little mess. That's what it leads to. Because if your entry point, your entry point, like there's certain things I know I don't have the range to talk about. Like even this whole 
discussion around race, like around when it, when people talking about you know um, protesting and you know it's it's like you know should we it should we be like you know rioting and things like that and like peaceful rioting and all all of these types of conversations. I don't know. My, I don't. I have my own personal opinion on it, but there is. I know that my my range is limited, so I won't. I won't overstretch myself. The problem you're having with brands like Pretty Little Thing is on an everyday basis they they love black aesthetics, black aesthetics and what's that what's that thing when the black girls look racially ambiguous mm. women and they they tapped into black culture black women in order to elevate their brand through through you know sponsorships with you know uh Sweety the the woman the Sweetie uh, the rapper Sweetie yeah. the rapper to like to Shanti like all of those things okay that's that's fine but why is your entry point police brutality like there are real issues that you that that, that speak to the way you include it exclude black women every mm. day you can't from, even sort those out you, you can't even sort let alone out. one of the biggest atrocities that we've been the lynchings that have been going on by how many hundreds of yeah. years yeah. You, you you can't even sort out in your your own your own conveyor belt yeah your own brand you can't even sort out having more than one black person on your team paying that one person fucking equally to the white people having black fucking black models but you want to jump straight into you 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 you've, you've, you've jumped to the, the almost one of the final points before you've even started to address the shit that the, the shit the ways that you're you're not a police officer you're not a police officer you need to of course stand there and be vocal and and speak about police brutality but you as a brand and as a um what's the word like as yeah basically as a clothing brand there are ways um, that you directly immediately are oppressing black women that you that you've decided not to um fucking address address but but you I think honestly the points around I think that's I guess the most frustrating part for people like you say people who are doing the work every day um, and it's so weird because like I didn't realize how um, obviously before you know right staying lane. I never wrote about race because that wasn't my job. Um, I worked at, you know, at a, um, a global financial brand like in Canary Wolf. So this was not my lived experience. Like not like writing about race online, it's not all at all, um, wasn't something that I, I was doing. And I didn't realize how over the last two years, it's been really exhausting up until recently to constantly do panel after panel, and obviously, yes, attached to a book and attached to, you know, a bigger conversation. But I didn't realise how exhausting it was until, like, I'd say last week when I woke up and I was like, oh, my... Like, I just felt... I felt heavy in a way that I've never felt heavy before um, because I guess lockdown makes it a lot harder to process all of this stuff. And a lot of us are processing this stuff online, which is obviously is, like, you know, in, intensifying, you know, all, like, our feelings and stuff. And I don't know how you feel, Yomi, but you, did you see that... Um, actress who basically called out um the other actress that was her yeah. name um Leah Michelle. Michelle and she basically so she quote tweeted a tweet um from Leah Michelle um her name's actor Debbie um and she said girl you wouldn't let me sit at the table with the other cast members because I didn't belong there and other mm. you know she was like going in basically saying like you know you've excluded me you don't get to basically say black lives matter and, and be part of this conversation mm. what are your views because i think i'm seeing i saw before jumping on here i saw um someone um also say um on instagram like this is our time you know this is our time black people black girls you know it's if, if someone's made you feel um i think i saw yeah um, someone's if someone's made you feel less than this is this is a time to speak up um like call them out how do you feel? Um, what are your thoughts around that kind of approach mm -hmm. at the moment? Um, so personally, so individual, this, you know, individual yeah, call outs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally feel like, um, how do I put it? My, in my mind, the time, the time is whenever. I just wish, honestly, man, like, like, I just wish that we had more individual kind of like, I don't know, I don't have to like individual like thought processes if that makes sense like the time has been whenever you want the time to be like right now we are campaigning against police brutality specifically if you want to talk about the various other ways something someone or something else has also contributed to racism i'm not i mean it's a weird one i'm not exactly against it but i also feel like you can you can bring you can like I'm not asking anybody for permission to bring up my my personal grievances um, with any racist institution or person. I mean, 
when it was time to call out the B- call out BBC Sport, there was no hook other than BBC Sport had plagiarized our what's the word um trademarked title of our book. That was it. Like I can, comp- it's one of the ones where. I, the only reason I can, I can, I, I don't really know how I feel about the whole general, this is the time. But one thing I will say is I get the, this is the time if that person is then trying to, what's the word, like, like piggyback off of or, or, or present more of a engagement with dismantling racism than they have proved to be having in the past. Because whilst people mm. can change um, and people can grow, and I do do truly believe that people should be given the space to do so. I also believe that 99% of the shit that we're seeing from brands and from a lot of previous, I can't say from, from all white people, but I can definitely say from white people who have seen instances of, and to be fair, that would implicate several because at the end of the day, hmm. are we really going to pretend that the George Floyd is the first instance of police brutality you have become aware of? Like, are we going to pretend that? Trayvon, like, like and, and, or just black death that was, that black murder, basically. Black murder for, for on the basis of being black. There's, I mean, I can't start listing the names again. Like, Breonna Taylor took place last month. Yeah. Ahmaud Arbery took place. It, if, if, he, if that didn't go viral, didn't start trending, people, people were literally like, they don't even know if the men would have actually got arrested in the end. That's how crazy mm. life is. Like, like, to me though, I I can understand that logic if you're like if you're pissed off and stressed out to see somebody that has been directly racist to you or has been part of upholding systemic racism or racism in any form now mm. trying to piggyback because that because like that level this level of white scrambling there's a tweet that I saw that was like um I think it, it summarised it all so perfectly. I'll try to find it. But, like, this level of, like, um, white scrambling um, and, and a need for, I suppose, white people to kind of... How do you pronounce this word? Is it assuage? This is the problem when you, when you... <laughs> how can you say... <laughs> wow. How the hell can you say who's that? I don't, it's, it's a word which is kind of like, oh, like, assuage. I use... This is how you know I'm terrible. I've, I used it in my Vogue article, which I wrote about, like, this exact thing about um, um, about the, the pressure to perform online. But do I know how to pronounce it? Do I know if it's even said like that? But basically, I feel like there's a real white scramble to assuage or assuage or however, however you pronounced it. Um, white guilt at the moment. That means that I think people are just constantly... Um, what's the word like trying to prove that they're unlike other silent white people though their Mm. silence has prevailed throughout the murder of Breonna Taylor throughout the murder of Almod Avery throughout the murders of Eric Garner Michael Brown as I said in this country Rashawn Charles like Sarah Reed there have been so many examples um but then also that silent that white silence that prevailed at the water cooler when you know that you're being paid more than your black counterpart. That same silence when a white colleague undermines a black colleague's idea in a pitch meeting. That that all this silence has been yours for so long. And now there's this real guilt to try and scramble to prove that um that essentially they are different. And this quote is by um Aishat Akanbi, who just her thread, like her Twitter, sorry, like for the past few days, like has just been truly um saying a lot. And she said, um, there's a significant pressure to announce and perform anything you don't embody. And I think that Mm. is just such facts. That's why Leah Michelle went to go online and start talking like that and saying things like, yeah, Black Lives Matter so much and whatever. I I made that up. I don't even know what her statement said. But that's why she felt compelled to do that. Because clearly, if that was the case, I don't know. I feel like you don't have to. As I feel like there's a lot of white people announcing feelings that they know they have not shown to have. They're, they're announcing a lot of solidarity and support that they know they have not been shown to have because it hasn't been there. Yeah, they don't have it on an everyday basis. And I think what... It's so crazy because one of the... This isn't even funny, but because as black people, like, one thing that we are so good at, we live this world, yeah, and our shoulders are heavy. From the moment we wake up, we leave our doors and we, like, come... We go and we get on that train to go to work and we come back. Like, we, we have... Like, think, like, we have to contend with so much, mm-hmm. but we still make 
there's a, there's there's still like humor that we still like embody and like like think of like relief levity in a situation because mm. one of the things that I, I i actually watched i and it's not even funny like it's actually not so you ha- first there was like the karen the first karen situation oh my. so the one with the um the guy in the new york um in the park in, yeah in the, so there was that and obviously that was like freaking just like freaking terrifying. Like, it's, it's terrifying, terrifying. Where so the terrifying then? like exactly and then nothing boy yeah absolutely not because they all know they do it exactly no they do it they know me how many times has that happened to me on let's be frank how How many many times times? do you know the bit no the one that's actually i actually did know i actually started having tears in my eyes like as in like funny it's not not funny but i noticed happened to me like the karen the, the 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 other karen so the woman that was calling um the the police on this black woman who was basically like not even far from her building um in New mm, York I don't think as well. I've seen it. Have you not seen it? Don't so she was so. on the so so basically this woman she's I think her husband is like uh like some like you know some well-to-do guy in Jaguar or something like that. So they were in the park um they no they were in like a couple of like like in her area it's not, not like a park but like a seating area not somewhere not that's close to her building and then this apparently this white woman um because we don't see this you know until she's after we don't see this on the recording but mm. started asking her like why are you sitting there um and she was like i live over there so i can sit like where mm. i want to sit and um the white woman woman um who is now dubbed obviously she's done she had a karen moment um mm. start call started karen lifestyle up, <laughs> karen lifestyle started calling up the police um or somebody some sort of security to basically be like this woman is threatening my child and and she's threatening Ugh. me and the woman was visibly pregnant and she was just and and the woman on the other end was so like this is so crazy she was she was videoing this is where i live this is where i want to sit and she's telling me that i can't sit here if she was so frightened why has she left her child she has like a mm. four-year-old child that she left on a scooter to come that and stand cannot. here if she was so visibly distressed why is she doing that and because of course she wasn't of course, because that's happened to me. And I think it's that type of behavior that white... And it's not even funny. It's like the comic, the, com, the, the comical element around that was like, oh my God, this has happened to me. Mm. And this, and it's so hilarious that when you, when you watch it, obviously it's frightening and it's scary and it's so beyond like tragic. But I think knowing that this is every day and it is so calm, it's... One of the situations, one of the things that have come out this moment is I don't have time. I'm very happy that white people, this has been a spotlight that white people can visibly see that they do like, mm. and they need to actually stop it because it's, it's, it, this is sort of, this is the sort of everyday microaggression. But then the thing is racism. they bloody know that. That's the thing. They know that. Remember that. It's, 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 it's like a secret they have, she you know. Was- that's the thing. There was like a there was that dog like when that when she when that um original how can I say the original Karen because there's so many Karen. Who was the original Karen? There was uh, when I say God, I don't know that like the original Karen was God only knows who like literally in slavery times like there there been so oh, like, that I original the first Karen as in you know the God, there was Eve yeah, and yeah. there was the first Karen that went to snitch yeah. on the snake or God knows what but literally like. That like the I mean, when I say the original Karen, I mean the first Karen video that I saw. That that blue, I yeah, mean yeah, this yeah. month, and no, Polly, I swear, I mean this month it's because there've been so many. But there was one where she was like, she literally was saying, "Oh, this, I think you've seen this one." She was like, "An African American man is threatening. He's threatening me," and she was like walking her dog, and then she was in the process, just like you said, this woman left her fucking child yet. This yeah, one, oh yeah, that's the, yeah that was strangling Amy. the dog. This I don't yes. know this what this yeah. is that it's the same uh, woman. Uh, yeah. Oh no. no. Second. It's different. So second that's one. the black. So so this the is Harvard a black woman guy. One, right. Yeah. So this one was the black guy, and she was, and just in the same way she was going, like basically acting like this was about the con- concern for the dog. When I say the dog, the dog was being strangled. The dog was being dragged across, dragged across the floor like Santa's sack. It was crazy, and she was literally in that same breath, being like, "This man is proving." the threat when she's basically got her dog half dead hanging on a flipping piece of string because she's so you know she's she's so weapon like that's the thing the weaponizing of her whiteness as as, into into victimhood it's so Uh, sad it's it's scary it's It's fucking scary and like um sorry go on no i was gonna say this is something that like black people have to do like do like we have to take pictures we have to record that's my first thing if there's something that happens now 
like I will start recording mm. because you just don't know how things can escalate. And mm-hmm. like, we know how things can escalate because we see it now with like, you know, like we, we, we can see it. P- things can escalate to death. Like Absolutely. it's not a joke. Um, it's not a joke at all. Not at all. I think that's the thing. Like it's how, I, you know what? Let, I was about to say white people, but let us actually be clear as well. Non-black people. Cause I think, when I say white people, I'm always sort of talking about whiteness as a concept, as a, yeah. you know, as a form, as a form of like um, oppression, as an as a supremacy system. But truly, non-black people, because we need to remember the person who called the cops on um, George Floyd was Arab, and we need to remember that their anti-blackness is what is gl- is global, and 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 what is and what um, is something that basically every other ethnic group bar black people have in common we are not about to stand here and pretend that this is solely a white issue it's it's mainly a white issue because white people hold um the global power but in reality in in every single community bar our own anti-blackness and even i guess in our own in terms of just like obviously like internalized anti-blackness but in terms of and acting on anti-blackness in a way that puts flipping black lives in debt in in, so black lives in jeopardy that is a not that is a non-black problem that so i do not want to see anybody trying to come on some tip as if that's that's not their issue and and that's another thing weaponizing the word white people and white men as white women so often do oh white men be like bitch you'd be like that too like literally you're exactly you're exactly <laughs> the same like don't even it's kind of like you know how they've got mickey mouse and then there's Minnie mouse with the eyelashes i'm like you're what <laughs> you're you're white male patriarchy but with eyelashes on and, and and that's the thing with um with you know non up any non-black community, like, yeah, like that, that, that's, this is your issue to contend with also. But what scares me is the fact that people that have been Leah Michelle's, that have been, you know, Amy in the park are now able to, in the same way as brands that have been silent, historically, able to receive backpacks and um, acclaim and thanks in a way that, in a way for, what's the word for, saying things that they should have said years ago if they actually, um, embold sorry if they actually had any of the values they claim to and then also um those who are unwilling or unable to perform their activism or perform their anguish online in a particular way are then penalized for it because this is something that we spoke about that like at the end of the day like we our platform what we what we work in what we what we do all we care about in terms of our work is amplifying and empowering black women but the fact what really has been stressing me out over the past few days is this is this this person's been awfully quiet culture not even let me be honest like because obviously i wrote an article about this for vogue and like it's it's and it's it was talking specifically about black people because when it comes to white people i genuinely don't have the answers i've already said people say i swear in the piece people white people are damned if they do and damned if they don't because sometimes when they're when they're posting stuff i'm like skiing you weren't posting this um you weren't posting this before though but then sometimes when they when they say nothing, I'm like, hmm, suspicious. You haven't said anything. But then I said, like, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, it might feel unfair that, like, there's a damned if you do, damned if you don't approach. But it will never be unfair as um, white supremacy and as black, as um, unjust black deaths. So, like, the, with black, with white people, sorry, I'm just very much like, I, don't, I honestly don't know. All I care about is you putting your money where your mouth is. I don't particularly care if I see it online, but that's all I care about. And in terms of how you guys want to conduct that, that's fair enough but in terms not even fair but that's, that's your own business but in terms of black people like what's been really stressing me is like seeing people that i know are about it like seeing like how we could even start to question somebody like j cole and like the kendrick lamars of the world who have you know entire discographies dedicated to these issues because they're not posting about it on social media we've entered this vortex where it means it's not happening the same way beyonce put up her video and it was like you know quite stilted and stiff like you know you know how beyonce is though she's not gonna start crying for us is she like she's just not that way but then that was interpreted as meaning she doesn't care and then as we saw ashley walters the actor and rapper was literally in tears about the fact that the fact the fact that because as a black man he hadn't posted he had been accused of not caring so i'm just interested in how you feel in terms of as somebody that I know doesn't necessarily, I'm like, do you even do you even tweet generally? I really don't know that. Like, I don't think I've ever organically come across you come across you on my timeline because I feel like you actually never tweet. But generally, as someone who doesn't really engage with Twitter much, um, and even maybe even Instagram to be honest, I don't really think you're a massive poster. How do you feel when it comes to, I guess, this culture of 
I'm not even saying it's always wrong. Like, I kind of understand the logic of if I'm posting this donation, maybe someone else will will, will be moved to donate. But is that always something that other people who choose not to go about it in that same way but are still trying to do the work offline? How does it... Do you ever feel pressure to kind of perform the fact you're upset and perform the fact that you're trying to contribute in whatever way you can? You know what, Yomi? I don't... You know how I feel about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And um, I... I think I think I put on something on Saturday morning because it was just Saturday morning that it hit me um like personally and I woke up I put something on my Insta story and I deleted it like a couple of hours later and I just like I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna be on I just I'm not gonna be online um but I did a nobody on this earth is basically going to ex like going to force me to do a um a public screenshot of how much money I've donated and perform I was like nobody on this earth is going to do that and I stand by that and and I was like the thing is people who if you're about it then you've been about it like it's not I'm not like like I think and I think that's what is frustrating about this whole situation at the moment and not actually it's not the most frustrating thing people are dying and people are like so I take that back but what I would say is an uh, unnecessary thing that I'm seeing is a lot of people basically forcing other people to speak up speak out and be about it if you're about it we we've been like we've known like we know like I think I think the thing as well was like between us like we've had the like the last two years of just you know going into companies like you know doing panels like being a part like you know being like you know spreading the message of what Stainling is and and why and you know and you know why you know and what and what and what you know everyday racism looks like for like black girls and stuff from my own perspectives and and things like that what we like we know who the false prophets are when we're online now like but we there's this cloak of silence that we have to allow people to perform if they want to perform because we just know who's been about it and who's not about it and i think that's the thing about our it's just it's just the way i am like generally like i'm not the i think i'm i'm not if there was you know if there was i'm happy to be a kelly Rowland because like do you know i'm not even in a, oh, not yeah, even in a we way. to say that like, no not do you know what all, I mean? she not, she's plays her part and she it's not you would never say she's second fiddle she's literally no. just very much this is her role beyonce's doing spotlight kelly has her own spotlight but it's off left she's not she doesn't have to be the center stage all the time she's happy exactly. to play that part exactly and i think that is but i would i was saying to someone yesterday i was like but because of the last two years um you know i've become more visible mm -hmm. and there is that expectation i was speaking to somebody who's also is has a very visible presence um as a business as a black business owner um online um and she was saying that she received a dm with somebody um who basically said like girl i haven't seen you post about this like why haven't you posted about <gasps> oh this oh my that was and, my nightmare <laughs> oh that's exactly i would and, have come out scrap like scrapping bro. oh my <laughs> god and that's exactly what i said to her because she, she she was she was she was messaging me she was like yeah i've received this duh, 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 duh. and i was like and she, she sent me the message and i was like First of all, you handled this so well because I said to her, I'm a defensive bitch. Every, all my friends know I'm the most defensive person they will ever meet and it gets me into trouble and I'm trying to get over that and I'm trying to be better. You know what I mean? But mm. I was saying to her that she handled that well, she handled it so well and I was, and and I think that was just the, the bit that I was like, and she said to me, oh, has someone, has someone said something to you? I was like, no, maybe because I don't post, I'm not, I'm not as, yeah, like, I don't post active. in that way. So maybe people don't, people aren't thinking, oh, the people, I'm not on top of people, I'm not on top of, I'm not on the top of people's minds in that the way of like, list. quiet, yeah, I'm not on the And, and yet Ovi but give, it, is, but give it next week, yet, but give it next week though. Um, but then also, but Ovi Soko is, a whole oh Ovi, bro, they said, Where's he? Why do you even go and go and actually find go out? Who, go and donate to who is doing the work, you know? Because the, yeah. the fact you people actually sat on Ovi's neck for him to say something, then it was wrong, and you're confused as to why he said something wrong when you guys dragged it out of him. As you said, if you're about it, you're about it. For a start, you can't say somebody's not about it because they don't post in the way that you you want them to because they don't post at all because we don't have X-ray fucking goggles. You don't know what people are doing in their lives. Um, and also, I'm not gonna lie asking somebody who genuinely wouldn't who, who genuinely basically isn't posting because they don't care getting them to post because of social media pressure does what Polly? what does it achieve does it make them care does it even make them donate like i don't even care if you're applying 
this is the thing, these brands, these conglomerates, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, if you want to apply, if they donate out of pressure, great, fantastic. We address the imbalance. Even if you're stepping, stepping on people, um, celebrities' next, like to be honest, Virgil, like, if you want to pressure him to, uh, to spend, send money or whatever, stuff like that, like from rich people, I don't know. I'm always like, ah, eh, I don't really mind. But I, what, I do think what is strange is like, I don't, like, at least there's an outcome to that. If you want to force someone who you believe, like, you're standing on, like, this, you're, you're going at, like, you know, mm. white celebrity, rich white celebrity, even rich black celebrity, why haven't you, why haven't you donated or whatever? I guess at least there is an outcome, which is P, but then it's like, and P for causes. You, but then when it really comes to, let me get Ovi and Jack Fowler and Tiny Temper to say something, to what end? Let's yeah. get you're getting i don't even want to say like if you truly believe certain people don't care about stuff what does them saying it for you do seriously it does nothing nothing. and that's all we care like our obsession with optics and appearing to be good rather than actually doing what we can to be good is not normal if you can't donate to causes without People knowing you're donating to causes, you can't attend protests without people knowing. I am so sorry. We have normalized it because it's not right. It's not normal. Have you seen the fact that Virgil came back to basically do, I'm a black man. Obviously that was part of his 50-50 thing. Um, but then he came to, because he was in, I'm black, black. And then, oh. he was, then he was, then he also said, yeah, that was me donating $50, $50 was part of like a matching thing. I've donated up on, up till, right. He was, you know, I've donated 20000 dollars um basically like to this cause to various mm. causes around this math issue and i was just like i was just like oh but the, but no but, but, the jokes, a point, but the joke's done now like yeah the joke <laughs> to be honest culturally culturally virgil is a virgil honestly two virgils and is Virgil problematic objectively? Yeah, there's certain things Definitely. that, you know, everybody, we, we, we can kind of see, like, that we won't go into in this, probably in this episode, that we've been like, okay, as a culture, mm. we've been like, hey, what the hell is this? But it just becomes a joke. For real, like, man. I think that's the thing. This performance becomes, you know, a public gallery for everybody just to, like, you know, like, do a little dance, do a little thing, and then the, we miss the real central message of what we're trying to fight for. Because I, the other day, no, was it yesterday? Yesterday, I was like, we can't even agree on a on a hashtag on a black square. Is, is Blackout Tuesday positive or not? Within seconds, it was. It, it was, was so like funny because a... I was like, I was saying to my friend who was offline the whole day. I was like, wow, because she was like, oh yeah, I'm on social media for the day, and I was like, oh well, you know, because she was like, yeah, did I, was it was it good that I was off? I went, oh yeah, because you know, um, very good that you're off because you know it all started out that like if you didn't post the black square on Blackout Tuesday, you were on the wrong side of history, and then by the afternoon, if you posted it. You were on the wrong side of history. So this is the thing. I like to be like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, as you said, like we can't even, and that's the thing as well. There are always going to be people that have different opinions on what constitutes as what. And for me, I'm just like the most of, I'm, I try not to be too like, I try not to, unlike so many others, like police how people process stuff and what they try to do. But, but what, I think for well, my first thing is that like when black, like, you know, obviously, as you said, everything comes down to capitalism. There are very elitist, um, rich black celebrities that are not down for the cause in a way that they should be. Um, and they feel that they can buy their ways out of racism, which they can't. This is my gripe and has always been my gripe with Kanye West and always will be. I wonder where he is actually. <laughs> Even though I said, you shouldn't be asking. But <laughs> Yo, me, Remember that joke I said to you the other day? I was literally like, I'm literally doing, don't feel like you have to speak, speak out. And then <laughs> there's certain people that I've been going, when it's time mm. to push an album though, you loud. This this is the, this is the you problem. You loud. So I'm doing, but, but this is the thing. As, as much as I, as much as I'm on that, obviously I'm like at the same time, like, hmm, I'm, I, I'm not going to, online these days, I'm, I'm pimp for almost everything if it's not um, work related. But with Kanye, like, that's been my issue with him. Like, he thinks yeah. he can buy his way out of, out of racism. He thinks he can white wife his way out of racism. But, like, a lot of these celebrities, yeah, like, they're, they're trash, for lack of a better phrase. But also, I'm like, they, they, like, I don't know why, if I'm being honest, not everyone has to agree with me, but I don't know why we hold them to the same exact standard as white celebrities. Because I'm like, whether they like it or not, they are victims of racism. It's actually genuinely more for them. Even yeah. you can't buy your way out of it. You actually can't. I'm not saying that gives them a pass in any way, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna force them by any means to say something online so that they can avoid cancellation and not do anything about it. And I think this is the thing because we're we're rewarding people, as you said, that we know are not about it. We're we're rewarding brands that have been silent. We're rewarding 
um, influencers that have been silent that and that are using things for come up. Like the amount of white women that I've seen being like, yes, suddenly I am the leading ally voice on this. I'm like, that's so interesting because I've never seen you speak about this before. And and this is the thing, like with me, it's it's about consistency. Like I've never been someone that's put um, Black Lives Matter in my bio. I don't think there's anything wrong with those that choose to do so. But for me, Black Lives Matter is, is like Not tattooed in my bones. It's my life. Like, of course my life, Black Lives Matter. My Black Lives Matter, my family's Black Lives Matter, but my loved ones, the ones I don't know, their Black Lives Matter. So. I can't put that in a trend in sorry, in my in my bio because when people move and decide the hashtag changes, what well, I'm coming to update it and swap it out for bring black our bring back our girls or swap it out for blue for Sudan. I get why people do that and I truly feel like it's their decision. But what I hate is do not do not ever try to undermine the work of those people that have been doing this when it was when it was when 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 they've been doing this in the time where brands weren't doing it and anything that a brand is doing should make you understand what the public kind of discourse on that thing is there are people that have been out here doing it without resources and will never stand here and 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 stand on um twitter the twitter timeline to say that that's what they're doing and 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 those people being penalized for not basically showboating and behaving in the same way as everyone else i cannot run with it also I love Ashley Waters, so literally fuck everyone for making him cry yeah. because I'm literally like, you could all suck out mate. because genuinely, I love that man. Don't know why he's crying, why you're, why um you guys have gone to make him cry. Really look in the mirror and ask yourself what what exactly have you contributed? I hope they're happy. Be on a thread. Be on a thread. Some of you have, and that's absolutely calm. So then you're not gonna feel triggered. But if you felt triggered, ask yourself why. When people are asking you what you're truly doing, if you feel in a way about it, ask yourself why. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, <sighs> absolutely, <sighs> man. So honestly, like with all that's going on, there's an element of like, I've been seeing a lot of people talk about um, or share like how to, um, you know, like self-care tips for black for black people during this time um, and things like that. And I, and it's just hard because we're in lockdown. So there's an element of like, and by lockdown is obviously things are opening up and it's not as you know severe as it was a couple of weeks ago, but we're still in a global pandemic. So um self-care at the moment and what that looks like is it's just it's not limited but yeah a little bit limited um so what have you been doing your me to kind of you know um I guess you know I don't know like have a bit of get through in, this. In, yeah get through this yeah. and have some lightness and you know into your kind of life without you know being consumed by a reality that you know as a black woman you face every single day fucking racism oh um you you and my girls you're my other girls man you guys really help like bitching i love a good bitch of you guys like just about the world about how much it sucks like literally love like love that like it makes me feel like um yeah i'm not like not even feel like know that i'm not alone like so grateful for my biological sisters and my adopted sisters like really truly like honestly everyone knows who they are like just so grateful and also it's been so interesting because obviously like (laughs) a conversation for another day but you know I always talk about the fact like oh my gosh like (laughs) when when people talk about like navigating white friendships and it always makes me look around and go well damn because I'm like I actually don't I literally don't have any white friends it's not an intentional thing at all it's such a strange thing it's like I definitely have some work people that I'm like super from old jobs that I'm super close to but I just like there's I I don't know what it is like it's just for some reason that's just something that's like just never happened I've literally had white boyfriends but I just have not I don't know why that is. So it's been very interesting. Something to speak about another time. Another time, girl. That's that's an episode. That's that's an interesting concept. I don't know what is. I honestly want to know. Mate, when when you, I thought it was all fine. Then you turned around and said you had a white friend. I went, okay, no, what's going on? I went, how the hell are you maintaining a white friendship? (laughs) And yet I'm not? What the hell is going on? You know me? I've been been having white friends. You've been having white friends. I I have one of my my white friends who messaged me going, just checking up on you. Hope everything's (laughs) going all right. Mine are all. Know, what's, with, with what's going on with this whole you know all black that lives stuff, matter right but like everyone's that's another conversation for another day as well because that's been so fascinating talking mm. to people about how they're like navigating their white friendships but i don't have anything to navigate so i'm just here like oh, okay like um what's good and like having those oh my god like black female friendships to just talk on a level has just been so bloody amazing like seriously like transformative uh, my friends just prop me up through everything anyway but you know like 
just having these people to like the amount of messages that I just got from like amazing black women just fully checking in I was speaking to um another friend who kind of was talking about navigating white friendships and she kind of said that like you know which I found so lovely like a positive revelation she had at the end of this was just how many amazing black women she had in her life because she was like raw like the more I think about it the more I've actually been decompressing this with amazing um black women and like yeah just women that get it as well like um I one of my friends who isn't black but isn't white she's a woman of color like just being able to like like her just leveling and like what I love is that she just levels without like trying to be like yeah it's exactly the same not at all just totally being there showing up um I'm just so grateful for my girls and being able to decompress in that way and also being offline it's literally you like that you know when you're like all right oh i remember you messaged me there was a point where we're just sending each other shit back and forth and you just went okay i need to go for a walk now because (laughs) you went because Mm. it's all i'm i'm about to faint it's too much and i and i think like i'm speaking to another friend of ours as well like she was saying that she was going on a lot of walks because she needed to physically ground herself in the world and remind herself that she she could be valuable and help and try her best to help with what was going on in this real space as well. And that's not, again, to undermine work that happens online, but she needed to come away from the noise and just remember that there are bricks and mortar. There is air outside, like she, that, that, that there's a real world outside. And that, and that, like she said, really, really, um, helps, helped her. So what, what have you been doing? No, I totally agree. Um, that is such a very, that's a very, like, that's a very, important um thing to do especially because like we're we're experiencing like limited you know social interactions with norm- with real life and it feels like the internet is blowing up um and it is a lot so stepping away from um taking some you know time away from social media is important going on walks is so key like i'm not a person that just does stuff like that but i found that that's been helpful just to actually like put on trainers and just walk from like, you know, where I live, like intent, like, you know, go down the road, like for like 15 minutes and walk back. Like that's been really helpful. Um, I've started CBD thanks to Yomi. Um, <laughs> and the agenda. And I don't, the thing is, I just, I was just like, do I do it? Because I've just been experiencing, you know, anxiety um, over the last couple of weeks and just become way more intense. Like, I think I've been experiencing anxiety for a while anyway. Mm. Um, That's story for another day. Um, But (laughs) 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 But, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. So, but I think what, like at this point, I was just like, Elizabeth, I can't live another 28 years just like, feeling like this so um and it's just yeah I think on like you know the situation on lockdown just made it worse so I was just like you want me um met up with me um because we don't live too far from each other um and she talked me through some of her CBD um tablets and um yeah I've been you my know spells my potions her potions um all social distancing of course um and, <laughs> well, and then you can visit people from different houses actually now yeah you so, can and we so, live very close so exactly um, and we did not touch thanks to me remember I was interested in, you didn't she came with I'm gonna literally put you on blush she came with no mask and I was like oh, I brought masks I brought masks in bulk I was like Ugh, disgusted, brought her these gloves and was like, ugh. She was like, got my scarf. I was like, not good enough. And it she came with a, a fucking bulk thing. A care package. A mask. A care, literally. A quarantine I'm, care package. Polly, when I say it, I was walking up the road going, I swear to God, going, I'm such a good friend. I hate you. I was oh my God. I myself. I was like, girl, I was like, oh, blessed to be me. I was like, I'm such a good friend. <laughs> but yeah, like, I literally had bare masks, bare gloves because Polly likes to, she likes to live life on the wild side. So she was just like, Russian roulette. I'm sure I do, you this know. mask, you really do. You're like, a that's why I don't have do a, it. That's why I don't have a phone case on my phone. Honestly, I've never had a phone I know. Case. Makes you feel alive. Keep it makes you feel alive. Anything can happen. <laughs> but I've started CBD as of this week. I will keep you guys posted on how that's going. Um, you're so, you said that I have to use a journal. Yeah, like I got to log this shit. You got to log this shit, girl. Honestly, it's worth it. Like, I am such a like. Every, anyone knows who follows me on Instagram, man. Like, I love CBD. I think it's so fucking revolutionary. Um, I think it's just so sick, and I just can't believe that it's such a like. It's still such an emerging like market and stuff. I promise you, nobody's paying me to say this, boy. Because I'm like, who even would be? I, like, because I talk about it a lot, I do get sent shit. But like, um, yeah, it's just a great. It is just such a great um product. But yeah, like, it helps. I've noticed to 
especially because the effects are so kind of like light and like um how to put it gradual it really and it's all about like kind of like having a tolerance for certain amounts so like if you start for instance of like fight with five milligrams 500 milligrams um it's good to like say okay like like write down somewhere maybe in your phone and just be like okay i took i felt like this i took 500 milligrams and then note maybe in like two hours like how you're actually feeling because sometimes like i'd feel anxious and then i take cbd pill and then, or like I have like a pipette of like a cup, like a half a pipette of like a thousand milligram, like bottle or whatever. And then like, I stopped feeling anxious, but I hadn't put, do you know what I mean? I hadn't put two and two mm. together. The same way that like, I have a family member that has like really bad, like pain, like sometimes gets like quite chronic pain. And then I like, was like brought her on CBD and was like, oh, does, is this helping? And she was like, I don't know. Cause I'm not in pain anymore, but like there's so many variables. Is it because I'm watching, mm. um, what's it? What's that show on Netflix again? Death, RuPaul's de- Drag death, Race. death becomes her, not that. I think RuPaul's, RuPaul's tags race. I hate you. Drag RuPaul's race. Drag Race. But yes. respect, it's not that one. It's the one with those two white women that are just killing who oh, they want. Dead, dead to me. That <laughs> show. I know. Oh, a mess. Okay, we need. Do you know what? Next episode, we need we'll to talk do, about. We'll have that episode sponsored by them. Because you know that what? That king, that white man, who's he? That oh, could be my white friend, you know. <laughs> he's so fuck. He's actually so hot. He's, I can't. He's like fifty something. He, he's so boyish. He's got. You mean he's got a son that's literally our age? <laughs> but he doesn't look like him, does he? <laughs> he no, but he I doesn't. He doesn't. I'm so disappointed. He is so hot, but he's yeah, so that, handsome. That show is perfect. It's dark. That telenovela. It's Nollywood. Oh my god, it is. It's funny when they did his twin. I went cool. This is nonsense. That this is, is nonsense. true. Love it. No. But um, yeah. You gotta be yeah. logging it, Paul. I'm sure. Yeah, I will. I will. Because I've yeah, I've got to. Um so yeah, and in terms of like C B D guys and, and things like that, I would definitely say do your research and um sure. checking with your like GP um and like doctor just before you kind of um like undergo any sort of things like that um because sure. everybody reacts to things differently um so we can only speak for our personal responsible. experiences very true very true i'm very i'm very responsible as a tourist you're trying to get you're trying, not trying to get sued girl is the nigerian in you you're like i will not, not be held liable trying to get sued and take all my savings <laughs> that i worked hard to get <laughs> you're like not not in this not on my watch <laughs> not in this not in this um lifetime not in this um, economy not in this looming recession no, not at all. Um, but yeah, so I think it's time for our um, Slay of the Week or... Um, it's not of sl- week. It, your yes. Slay of the Week, isn't it? So, yes, Slay or Nay. So you're me, who, who is getting the Slay or who is getting the Nay? Are we, are we, doing, are we doing Slay or Nay this week? We've done Slay for a while. We've done a lot of Slays because we're very positive people. Psych! <laughs> but, that, those lies. Those lies. Lies we tell. But... This isn't even a nay. This is actually mm. a seriously, I don't even have the word. Like, this is actually mm. like a, sorry guys for such the fucking breakneck, like shift in tone. But seriously, mm. this is actually like beyond a nay. This is literally like a truly, like this is actually a miscarriage of justice. I don't know how much stronger you can get than a nay in terms of just like, this is an actual, let me just, this is an actual seriously fuck you guys to um, the yeah. British Transport Police who I'm sure most of you guys will be aware of what happened to Betty Majinga, the TFL worker and mother who um, died because she was spat at by a member of the public and caught coronavirus along with a colleague, but she unfortunately didn't um, recover and passed away. Um, This is very similar to another case that took place a few weeks afterwards um, of a man and a a taxi driver and a um, grandfather called Trevor Bell who died because a, a fair dodger spat at him. Like, and he spat at him and then he contracted coronavirus. Like, I don't know how disgusting you have to be generally to spit at somebody, especially doing, a, and have a fucking, like, disease that is highly contagious and you're spitting at at key workers. Like, like you're spitting yeah. at black key workers. Like, it is so disgusting. Um, but that, obviously, those incidents in and of themselves were absolutely vile. But what has truly, like, just taken the absolute, like, like as if things could not get any worse, is that the British Transport Police have now released a statement saying that no further action will be taken, that they that they can't prove that she was actually spat at, despite those all coming out in the initial, that's being the, the consistent line in the initial reports. We've, mm. of course, had no information on, you know, they interviewed a, I think, a middle-aged man, no information on whether this was a racially motivated attack, no information on what, like, you know what I mean? Like, no information on who this person was, um, on yeah. why they would do that. Same with Trevor Bell's case, because let's be real, 
I'm not going to lie, I don't want to stoke up like rumours, but at the end of the day, there's a certain dynamic that, you know, there's a reason we have these signs in these, in in um, re- exactly. doctor's receptions and, and on buses that say, do not attack the, the driver, do not attack this person because it's so such an ongoing, fucking disgusting um, dynamic. But Belly Majinga has been like failed to a degree that when we are protesting and when we are posting and when we're blacking out and doing whatever we choose to do, we we must be doing this in the name of George Floyd, in the name of Brianna, Brianna Taylor, in the name of um, Ahmad Aubrey, and in the name of Trevor Bell, Betty Majinga, and all these lives that are lost, not just at police brutality, but at the brutality, the, the brutality of the state. Like, these are things that we can't, like, ignore um, at all. I don't, like, I feel like, um, yeah, Belly has just been so severely let down and there are wonderful resources on the internet. Um, you, you know, there's a, there's a fund um, that we can link that you can donate to to help support her family. Um, but also there are various different people, cam- campaigners and charities that are trying to do their best to get um, justice for her. Yeah, and I think you, you see, yeah, you summed it up really brilliantly because Black Lives Matter like every fucking single day. Like, it doesn't matter. It's not a trend. And Black Lives Matter. And I think what is, like, what is so... What is, what's a slap in the face is this country just shows us time and time again in various ways that black lives are... They matter less. And and it's just, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Um, and what I think there's, there was a another man who spat at police, a police officer and joked about having coronavirus um, who has been jailed for 12 months. So I'm, you know what, I'm not, I haven't read the, the details of that, of that case. Uh, he, he, um, but I don't know what the difference is, um, but there's a miscarriage of justice that has taken place. And as you said, like we have to have the same energy that we have, um, for you know what's going on um in stateside but also what's going on um every day in um in 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 the uk so yeah we're going to link the links to the petition um but also the donation um link for belly um majinga perfectly put elizabeth thank you guys so much for listening um it's definitely been a bit of a heavy one today but hopefully um you guys yeah got something out of it until next time Until next time, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 